بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين سلام عليكم ورحمة الله Alhamdulillah, once again we are able to have our session and today I am holding this session from Stockholm, Sweden and it is now about 3 o'clock and 6 minutes am here. Before I start, I should make two uh, announcements. One is that if you have any trouble or you need technical support, <coughs> there is a button on the top right of the page and you can click to get live chat with the technician to help you to solve the problem. Also. If you want to send your questions, you can use the form on the page at any time during the lecture and I will receive them by the end of the talk and then I will answer to them as far as time permits. So as usual, we will talk about 40 minutes and then we'll have about 20 minutes for question and answer. Next week, inshallah, our session will start at 9.15, quarter past 9 EST, so that the people can say the prayer and then listen to the lecture. Okay, so now <coughs> let us continue with our discussion on attributes of human beings in the Qur'an. <coughs> Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. If you remember, it said that to be able to understand the Qur'anic view about man, we need to understand different verses which relate to status of human beings in the Qur'an. And he said that there are some good attributes, good qualities, good properties mentioned in the Quran about human beings, and there are also some negative points. We started with good qualities. For example, <coughs> we talked about the fact that man is Khalifatullah, is the vicegerent of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the earth and this is very important Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala vicegerent on the earth and inshallah we will have more discussion about this quality itself and we remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that when he wanted to create Adam he told the angels that I am going to appoint a vicegerent on the earth 
and you know that the angels had some question about the quality of man about man's ability to become as the vicegerent of Allah while some human beings would do mischief, would shed blood they said أَتَجَعْلُ فِيهَا مَنْ يُفْسِدُ فِيهَا وَيَسْبَكُ الدِّمَاءِ وَرَحْنُ نُسَبِّحُ بِحَمْدِكَ وَنُقَدِّسُ لَكَ We glorify you, we praise you but man who is doing mischief or sheds blood is not able to become your vicegerent this was a question because they knew that among the progeny of Adam there would be people who would do these things they knew of the nature of man which is a combination of lust or shahwa on one hand and aql or intellect on the other hand and they knew that some people are going to listen to their lower desires and loss and appetites they knew about the fact that even some people would like the son of Adam would kill their brothers and therefore they were surprised in any case Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it clear for them that it is man who can become his khalifa, his vicegerent on the earth and Allah said إِنِّي أَعْلَمُ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ yes it is true that some human beings would do these bad things but Allah said I know something that you don't know and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala proved for them another quality of man and that is man uh, is able to learn all the facts, all the names, all the asma, which means everything which is created by Allah. So man's capacity for knowledge is more than even angels. And when Allah taught all the facts, all the names of the creation of Allah, to Adam and asked the angels to report to inform about those they said Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakeem may you be glorified we don't know anything except what you have taught us meaning that this is not what we have learned from you so they confessed that there are things that they don't know and Adam already is aware and familiar in any case so one quality was man being the vicegerent of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and inshallah you talk about it later and as I said it doesn't mean that every single human being would become the vicegerent of Allah but it means that man in general human beings in general have this ability this capacity for being the vicegerent of Allah the other thing is that man has the greatest capacity for knowledge uh, amongst the creatures and then the other quality is that man is created in the way that he is connected to his Lord through his very being 
man has an innate knowledge of his Lord. Man knows his Creator without any need for external evidence, for external proof. If we look deep into our own selves, we would be able to realize that we have God. And not only we have this innate knowledge of God, we have also innate desire for God. Both knowing God and looking for God. Aspiring to God. Eagerness to get closer to God are inside every human being. Of course, in some people this may not be very active. And it is only when they are surrounded with dangers, they face threats, this may become very active, but some people may have it active all the time. The other quality of man that we talked is that man has, in addition to his body, a soul, a spirit. And this spirit is not physical, is not material, it's not mortal, it is immaterial. It is something which doesn't belong to the world of physics. It's something which belongs to the spiritual world. And it is so valuable, it is so great, so magnificent, that God attributes human soul to himself. For example, he says, وَنَفَخْتُ فِيهِمْ in ruhi." I gave him, I blew into him, from my soul, from my spirit. If you remember, we said that this doesn't mean that God has a soul and that soul is transferred to man or part of it is transferred to man. No. Allah, for honoring this soul, which is a creation of him, attributes it to himself. Like when we say house of Allah or we say days of Allah, ayyamullah, it's not that Allah has a day or time or Allah has a house. It means that certain places like the places of worship are so important that Allah in a special way attributes them to himself. Or certain times in which some important events have taken place, Allah attributes them to himself. The same is about human soul. Another quality is that man is not created in vain, without any purpose. No, man is deliberately created by his Lord and for a very uh, specific purpose. Of course, the purpose is not to gain something from his creation. Allah doesn't want to gain something from our creation because he is free from need. He doesn't need anything. And in principle, it's uh, philosophically known that no creation can benefit his creator. It is a real sense of creation. No effect, in a real sense, can help or can benefit its cause. Because whatever the effect has, whatever the creature has, it's from 
the one who has initiated that, the one who has created that. So how can a creature who has everything from his creator have something that he can give to the creator? It's impossible. So man cannot do any service to his creator. Man is not like, for example, Mm, something that you make like a chair that you make a car that you make to benefit from no these are not our creation in the real sense these are the things that exist there and we try to use them sometimes we change the form sometimes without changing the form we take for example a wood and we benefit from that no creation is something else to bring something to existence is something else nothing which is created can have anything apart from what he has received from its creator, from its cause. Therefore, the purpose is not to benefit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not that Allah has created me so that I benefit him, I help him. No. The purpose is about what we can gain. Allah has created everything so that that thing can gain some perfection. Certain things have their perfection already. A wood is something with some perfection. An animal, a plant, everything has some level of perfection by creation. But man has this quality that can improve or can even reduce his perfection. Allah has created us to improve. Allah has created us to become better and better. Allah has created us in order that we know him, we worship him, we serve him, so that we become closer and closer to him who is the most perfect, who is the absolute beauty, absolute goodness, absolute love, absolute merciness. So, man is created for a purpose. And this purpose is very sacred, very valuable. The other thing is that God has honored human beings. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Surah 17, chapter 17, Number 70. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ولقد كرمنا بني آدم وحملناهم في البر والبحر ورزقناهم من الطيبات وفضلناهم على كثير ممن خلقنا تفضيلا We have honored children of Adam. Means all human beings are honored. And then at the end Allah says we have raised them over many of our creation. We have elevated them. We have raised them over them. So this means that man is treated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a very honorable and respectful way. The other thing is that man has been given the power to judge. The power to discern what is good, what is bad. What is right, what is wrong. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in chapter 91 verse number 7 and also number 8 says 
Allah swears by this soul and he who has perfected it that Allah has inspired the soul to understand what is right and what is wrong for it. So human soul knows that what suits the soul, what suits human being, what harms, what is useful, what is bad, what is good, what is right or what is bad and what is wrong. We understand that, for example, honesty is good. It is good to be honest, it is good to be truthful, it is good to be kind, it is good to be helpful, it is good to keep up promises, it's good to be just. Or, on the other hand, it is bad to be dishonest, it is bad to be selfish, it is bad to harm people, it is bad to mm, break our promises, it is bad to do injustice, it is bad to oppress people. So, these are the things that we understand. You don't need to argue for these things. You need to prove these things. Every human being understands these things. There is a human conscience. There is a voice in our heart that tells us what is right, what is wrong. Of course, we have also our reason or our intellect, our aql, which is the main source for understanding and we can always check everything that we feel in our heart with the rational uh, judgment, with the rational conclusions because as you know reason or intellect is hujjah, is a proof that Allah has accepted and as we have in hadith, إِنَّ لِلَّهِ تَعَالَى عَلَى النَّاسِ حُجَّتَيْنِ حُجَّةً which is the prophets, وَحُجَّةً بَاطِنَةً which is al-aql. Allah has two types of hujjah to communicate to us His will, two types of hujjah through which we can understand what we are supposed to do, what is right and wrong. One is aql, reason, one is revelation or wahd. So, aql is the proof, aql is always to be listened, but if we are safe and sound, if our soul is not polluted, even by our heart we can understand at least main and basic values. And this is very important, this is very helpful. But because man may be distorted in his heart, maybe he makes his heart polluted, <coughs> therefore there is no guarantee that human heart always feels in the night, a nice way, in the right way. There are people who do bad things <coughs> and they feel nothing because they are used to doing bad things. But if everyone in his, in, in his original and in his uh, default situation, then he should be able to understand and to feel actually what is right and what is wrong. The other quality of man is that man is created in the way that <coughs> he is satisfied and actually only satisfied when he remembers his Lord. We need to 
achieve to gain peace, to gain tranquility, to gain satisfaction. And because we are created by Allah, the only time that we can have these qualities of peace and tranquility is when we turn to our Lord. When we remember our Lord. When we are connected to our Lord. This is the only time that we can feel the internal peace and tranquility. Otherwise, we will be disturbed. Otherwise, even without our understanding, we feel unhappy. Sometimes I see I have everything, but I don't feel that sukun, that tranquility that I'm looking for. I think maybe the reason is that I need to have more money. But even if I have more money, I don't think, find that peace. I think maybe the reason is that I don't have a good job. But even if I have a good job, I don't feel that I have that tranquility. Even if I become mm, someone with highest position, with highest fame and respect among the people, with most expensive house, with good family and children, with good neighbors, but if I lack God subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I cannot feel happy. As Imam Hussein alayhi salam said in his dua Arafah, O oh Allah, the one who has lost you, who has missed you, what does he have? And the one who has you, what does he miss? Allah is the real and the only thing that can make you feel rich. Anything else that you have, you want more. You become more thirsty. Anything. Even if you are given one million dollar, you want more. If you are given one billion dollar and someone says, shall I give you more? He said, yes. If you know that you can make it more, you would make uh, you know, lots of efforts to have it more. If you are, for example, president in one country, and they say, do you want to extend your territory? You say, yes. Even if you are you have control over the whole planet and you are told that do you want to have control over other planets you say yes everything that you have you want more of it but the only thing that can make you feel completely satisfied is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you have Allah you don't want anything more because he has everything he is absolute. And indeed, indeed, the reason that when you have other things, you don't feel satisfied, is that because inside you there is a desire for the absolute truth. So nothing which is limited can satisfy you. So it is good that you never become satisfied by other things. 
But what is bad is that you think if you have them more you will be satisfied. No. The reason that you are not satisfied is because you have made a mistake in looking for satisfaction in the things that cannot give you satisfaction. You thought that your Lord is money. You thought that your Lord is fame. Your Lord is position. Your Lord is certificate, qualification. Your Lord is having a beautiful wife or a handsome husband or having many children. No. These are good, but these are not something that should be adopted or taken as your Lord. If you have them as much as you imagine, still you would not feel satisfied. Because they are telling you, we are not your Lord. But you don't listen and you want them more. As a result, you would be disturbed. As a result, you would feel not satisfied. So, this is another quality of man. The other quality of man is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made human beings able to manage, to run the rest of the creation, at least in the physical world, at least in this planet. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَسَخَّرَ لَكُمْ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضَ جَمِيعًا Allah has made subservient to you whatsoever is in the skies. For example, you know how to use the air. You know how to, for example, make a plane which can move fast in this air. You can, even you can gain control over the birds, over the clouds, also whatever is on the earth. Allah has made them available to you at your disposal. Of course, this doesn't mean that we can do whatever we want. Allah has given man this ability to, for example, bring animal under his control. Even a very big animal like, for example, an elephant, which is much bigger than us, can be controlled by us. Even the most wild, the wildest animals like lion can be controlled by us. Mountains, forests, oceans, mines, caves can be controlled by us. But they don't belong to us. They are not our property. These are trusts that we are entrusted. These are the gifts for which we have to be thankful and grateful. So we have been given the ability to control them, to manage them, to benefit from them, but in a very responsible way. We have to look after them, we have to protect them, we have to improve them, and we have to know that on the Day of Judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would ask us about everything. If I have wasted even a cup of water, I have to be answerable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
The other thing is that Allah has created man to worship him. So man is supposed and you can say man is permitted to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is very important. Of course for his own sake, not for the sake of Allah. Allah doesn't gain anything. Allah says in chapter 51, number 56, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I have not created men nor jinns except to worship me. And this voluntary worship, it is different from the worship that every creature has for Allah. Everything is worshipping Allah. But when it comes to human beings and also jinns, Allah has given them the right the power to decide but Allah says you should decide something which is useful for you something which is helpful for you something which can take you towards higher levels of perfection in other words Allah has given them the ability to worship him and they should worship him but it's quite possible that many people may not worship him indeed Maybe sometimes the majority of people in some ages have not worshipped Allah or perhaps in future but it's not important for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even if no one worships him, he is not going to lose anything. But who is the real loser? Human beings themselves. And if they worship Allah, who is the real winner? It's human beings themselves. The other thing is that Man cannot know himself properly unless he knows his Lord. There is a connection between man's knowledge of himself and man's knowledge of his Lord. And this is about the significance of Ma'rifatun Nafs. And you may remember this beautiful ayah from chapter 59. This is actually the verse 19. A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem. وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَصُوا اللَّهَ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنْفُسَهُمْ Do not be like those who have forgotten Allah, then Allah made them forget themselves. The other quality of man is that man survives death. Man doesn't finish, doesn't end by death. Indeed, death is just a name for a change for entrance into another world which is much much greater than this physical world and when we die we are still living and the quality of life would be improved the quality of life would be not even comparable to the physical life our knowledge would increase our understanding would improve and for some people as soon as they die they start enjoying for some people as soon as they die they start suffering for some reason some people also may be in the state of sleeping the people who are not very good not very bad they may be in the state of being 
in a very deep sleep but whatever happens whether enjoying their temporary heaven which is al-jannah al-barzakhiyah or whether they start suffering in the temporary hell or they are in the state of sleep whatever is the case they are alive this is very important many people after their death they know about what is happening to their family to their people they actually may go and visit their own household and family they know many things and more important than anything they know of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so clearly and obviously that they will not deny him right after death they meet the, and during actually the process of death they meet the angel of death and the angels who help him who are at his service they, there will be question and answer then finally there will be day of judgment there would be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meeting with them and everything which we have in the Quran and Hadith about the life after death shows that we are not created to perish as the Prophet said Ma you are not created to be destroyed to perish so this is very important and we would be able to understand as I said many many things after our death and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that when you are received by him when the angel of death and his agents receive you the curtains the veils will be removed from before your eyes the other thing that we should mention is that man has deep desires for a spiritual gifts for a spiritual things and above all above everything that you can imagine even the spiritual things man has such a desire to know that his Lord is pleased with him it seems that the very last thing that man can enjoy in heaven after the entrance of heaven which is by itself a great achievement after benefiting from I don't know trees fruits rivers everything in heaven good companions you know what happens to man that give him full satisfaction it is the fact that he would be told that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with you look at this ayah from the Quran which is very beautifully explaining this matter in chapter 9 number 72 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَعَدَ اللَّهُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْدِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا وَمَسَاكِنَ طَيِّبَةِ فِي جَنَّاتِ عَدْنِ 
Allah says he has promised the believing men and women gardens beneath which rivers flow to abide in them and goodly dwellings in gardens of perpetual abode and better than anything else best of all is Allah's pleasure and that is the great achievement these are good qualities and potentials of man but on the other hand we find there are also some negative points for example Allah says in the Quran that man is unjust and acts out of ignorance. Allah says in chapter 33, number 72, jahula. When man was entrusted the great trust of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the amana inna aradna al-amana ta'ala samawati wal-ardi wal-jibal fa'abayna an yahmilna wa ashfaqna minha wa hamalaha al-insan the trust that skies, mountains, earth, nothing accepted to undertake. Man accepted this, but in practice, man showed to be very unjust and very ignorant. Of course, this is about man in general, but there are people, there are human beings that they are very just they are very knowledgeable and act very wisely but in general man showed that he has problems he has not fulfilled all the requirements of this trust from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah has given man free will to improve himself to act responsibly so that he becomes the vicegerent of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and inshallah we will talk more about these bad qualities what do they mean the other quality of man which is not good which is not favorable is that man is ungrateful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says inna al-insana lakafur this is chapter 22 number 66 Man is very ungrateful and unthankful. Instead of being very thankful for all the goods that he has received, man is unfortunately in the state of denial and negligence. The other quality of man is that man unfortunately when feels that he is free from need when he feels that he is for example powerful or rich or respected immediately start thinking that he has no need he doesn't need his Lord he doesn't need anyone he becomes in a situation of Tokyan it's very beautiful expression in the Quran man becomes an inordinate being 
Allah says in Surah Alaq, chapter 96, Surah Alaq, verses 6 and 7, Kalla inna insana layabqa arra'ahu staqna. When man finds himself free from need, then he quickly becomes inordinate. Like a river that goes out of its bed, overflows and makes flood. A river which is very useful and beneficial when it is in its proper size and strength becomes very much uh, destructive. So, man is also the same. If it was not that we become ill or poor or we lose our dear ones, maybe 99% of the people would become inordinate and they would think that they have everything, they don't need the Lord. The other quality of man is that man is hasty, doesn't have sufficient patience. Allah says in chapter 17, number 11, وَيَدْعُ الْإِنسَانُ بِالشَّرَّ دُعَاءَهُ بِالْخَيْرِ وَكَانَ الْإِنسَانُ وَكَانَ الْإِنسَانُ عَجُولًا Man is ever hasty. Wants everything quickly, wants everything fast. Even those who want to become a spiritual, sometimes they are very impatient. They want quick solution. And they look for people who can give them quick answer, quick solution. And sometimes for this reason, they are trapped, they are misguided by some people who are able to offer them something which looks interesting, something that gives them good feeling and then they trust them and in the end they find out that they were mistaken. There is no quick solution. We have to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have to be pious and inshallah if you continue with that, if you remain persistent, then you will achieve everything. Allah says, If you remain persistent and continue moving forward on the right path, then Allah says we would have watered them, you would have given them plenty of water so that no thirst would remain. This shows that all the blessings of knowledge, wisdom, spirituality would be given to you, but if you have al-istiqamah, if you have persistency, if you have patience, if you have continuity, or we say in Dua'i Kumail, that, O oh Allah, please grant me seriousness in having your awe and your fear and also constant service. I want to be connected to you and serve you constantly. This is very important. So please have patience don't feel disappointed don't expect great things happen quickly continue moving and inshallah you would see that after 
sometimes a great change happens things become very meaningful to you and very mm, joyful to you the other quality of man which is not good is that man only when he is in trouble and difficulty is reminded or maybe reminded of his Lord I'm saying maybe because not about as inshallah we will explain later these bad qualities are not about every human being but many people are like this when they don't have problem they forget their Lord many people are like this and when they have problem they start calling their Lord wholeheartedly and as soon as the problem is solved then they forget their Lord and say oh I was very lucky my problem was solved when they are very ill they call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when they are healed they say oh I had very good doctor this medicine was very good did you try it? so this is a bad quality of man the other bad quality of man is that man is very greedy and also miserly man wants everything for himself wants to keep it doesn't want to give to anyone and also is not satisfied okay these are bad qualities of man there were also many good qualities of man what is the overall conclusion inshallah we will explain this more in the next session but very briefly the answer is that all the good qualities that we have mentioned still remain for man but many of those good qualities are potential man has the capacity for them man has the ability to have them but it needs efforts some of those qualities some of those potentials are already there some of them need our efforts to be actualized and on the other hand if we neglect neglect if we uh, don't uh, have great determination we may end up with having bad qualities so man's overall picture in Quran is very positive is very uh, much uh, giving hope for us but it's not that every person is good inshallah I will mention in the next session a very beautiful analysis by great Allah Muhammad Taqi Ja'fari Rahmatullah and how beautifully he has classified these good and bad qualities I stop here and uh, I will now answer to your questions the first question that we have received is if we have innate desire to find and turn to Allah why do we forget him okay this is very practical question because we find this that sometimes people forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala some people forget him all the time some people forget him most of the time but even believers may forget him sometime the answer is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for man 
and Jinn has decided to be remembered voluntarily. Everything in this world is remembering Allah, praising Allah. Quran says, إِنْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ there is nothing in this world unless it glorifies Allah but you don't understand that glorification but when it comes to us Allah says I don't want to force you to remember me I don't want to force you to glorify me because this would not make a very um, nice and very pious and very perfect being out of us if we are forced this would keep us in a very limited position and Allah says if you willingly eagerly voluntarily remember me then you can fly you can jump and this is why we are given free will when we are given free will, it means that we have different options. We have different choices. A person who has been given free will to do right things, automatically it means that he can do also bad things. A person who has been given the choice of remembering Allah, it means that he can also sometimes forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, having bad choices is the cost which we have to pay for having free will. If Allah wants us to be free, then the cost is that some people may do bad things. When instead of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we become preoccupied with other things that by themselves may not be necessarily bad, but we focus on them and divert our attention from Allah to them, then this is bad, this is disaster. The second question is that you said the more material things we have, the more we want and we will never be satisfied. How about Allah? Do we ever get satisfied or once the taste, we taste the sweetness of His company, we will want more of Him also? Very good question. Thank you for your beautiful questions. When you move towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are not disturbed. It is true that you want to get closer and closer, but not in the state of being disappointed, in the state of being greedy. The one who is greedy, even if he has millions of dollars, he feels not stable. He feels disturbed. He's always worried. Allah says, As shaitan Shaitan always promises you that you become poor. One day you will lose everything. So try to have more. So the person who moves towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to get closer and closer but with joy, with happiness. It's not that he feels that Allah would not satisfy him. No. He feels that he is already satisfied. But he wants to make sure that he keeps this for himself. He wants to make sure that he can get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there is no disturbance. There is no pain. 
There is no worry. Okay, so these are the two questions that we have received. If you have any question, you can send them. And I would like also to take this opportunity to offer my condolences to you for the demise anniversary of Lady Fatima, Salamullah Aleyha. And if there is no further question, I would like to read for you a beautiful hadith about the lady. But whenever you have questions, please send your question. We still have a few minutes. There is a hadith in Biharul Anwar, volume 43, page 33, that when the verse was revealed in Surah Nur, number 63, لا تجعلوا دعاء الرسول بينكم كدعاء بعضكم. Do not call the prophet in the same way that you call each other. You know, some people used to call the prophet by his first name, standing outside, for example, the house of the prophet and calling him by his first name and say, "Oh, Muhammad, come! Oh, Muhammad, do this for me. I want to speak to you." in a very impolite way. When this verse was revealed, instead of those people who were impolite, the people who were very polite and most polite were uh, trying to be even more. For example, the Lady Fatima then stopped addressing the Prophet as Father. She was all the time saying, Ya Rasulullah. And the Prophet ﷺ, when saw that Fatima is not calling him as father, said, Ya Fatima, إِنَّهَا لَمْ تَنْزَلْ فِيكَ وَلَا فِي أَهْلِكَ وَلَا فِي نَسْلِكَ O Fatima, this verse is not revealed about you or your family or your progeny. أَنْتِ مِنِّي وَأَنَا مِنْكَ you are from me and I am from you. إِنَّمَا نَزَلَتْ فِي أَحْلِ الْجَفَاءِ وَالْغِلْبَةِ مِنْ قُرَيْشِ أَصْحَابُ الْبَدْخِ وَالْكِبْرِ This has been revealed about those people of Quraysh that are very arrogant, very impolite and speak in a very rough way. Fully, you Fatima say, يَا أَبَا My father فَإِنَّهَا أَحْيَا لِلْقَلْبِ when you tell to tell me my father, my dad, it brings more life to my heart and makes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more pleased. So this beautiful hadith says that how much the Lady Fatima had respect for the Prophet and how much the Prophet had love for the Lady Fatima. Okay, we have received two more questions. One is, do we get judged during the Barzakh, before the Judgment Day? Yeah, in the Barzakh, certain things will be asked, the most fundamental things about one's faith, about, for example, Salat. Some of the important things will be asked, but the detailed 
questioning and recalling would be on the day of judgment. So the person who dies, a quick assessment is made and based on that he would have different conditions. For example, we have Al-Qabro, Emma Rawzatun min Riyad al-Jannah, or Khufratun min Khufar Niran. Grave is either a garden of the gardens of heaven, or a hell of the hell, uh, hell of the, or a, for example, you know, a place of the places of hell. For some people, as I said, can be like a sleeping. So, people are assessed and put in uh, relevant condition, but the complete assessment and evaluation and detailed question and answer about everything we do or we believe would be on the day of judgment. Question 4. Did Allah create these negative qualities in him? If so, why? Okay. Inshallah, uh, we will explain this in the next uh, session, that these bad qualities are not fixed. Some of the bad qualities are not morally bad. These are implications of our creation. Like for example, Allah says that man is weak. Okay, we have to be weak because we are not the Lord. But when Allah says man is greedy, it's not necessary. It means that man has tendency towards this if he doesn't look after himself. And inshallah we will explain this more in the future. There is nothing morally bad which is necessary. In other words, we are not uh, obliged, we are not forced to be bad. We will inshallah explain these things. The other question is, what type of people will experience the deep sleep state after death? Yeah, the people who are in a middle position. You know that one of the names of the grave, which is indeed a symbolic expression for the Allah or the universe of Parazat, is Marqat. For example, Allah says, when the resurrection is taking place, some people say, Man ba'athana min marqadina. Who has raised us from our place of sleep? So these people are deep sleeping, and when they are resurrected, they think that someone has awakened them from their sleep. They think that they have slept for maybe a day. These are the people who are not very bad. These are the people who are also not that very good that they start, you know, enjoying heaven. They are in a state of sleeping and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so merciful that for many people, inshallah, the hope is that they will not be suffering after death. Many people after death, at least they would be removed, uh, sorry, relieved from the pressures and suffering and pain. But the people who are bad, the people who didn't believe, didn't want to be good, they start suffering in the grave. The other question is, how can one attain satisfaction through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Very important thing but not only to discuss. This is something that you have to experience. I have to experience. If you explain, for example, to a person who has not been to a school, 
what is the beauty of being able to read and write? What is the beauty of being able to, for example, read the Quran and understand the meaning of the Quran? He would not be able to understand. He would not be able to experience this. Even if you are the most eloquent speaker, you cannot explain to him what is the beauty of being able to read and write and study. Someone who is a child doesn't understand what is the beauty of having a good spouse, a good husband, a good wife. Someone who has not become orphan does not understand what is the difficulty of being orphaned? What is the difficulty of losing your father or mother? Many people don't understand this. When they lose their father or mother, then they just start understanding. So, for the same reason, we cannot understand the joy and beauty and sweetness of remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Unless we have at least a taste of that, as Imam Sajjad says, Allahi man zalladhi zaqa halawata mahabbatika farama minka badala. Who is the one who has ever tasted just a taste of sweetness of your love? Then he has looked for something else. What we need to do is at least for few months. We have spent years and years in other ways. Of course, you are, alhamdulillah, mu'mineen. You are very good people. I'm talking about myself. I have not lived the life that I am supposed to be. I have tried many, many things, many, many different ways for many years. Now, let's for a few months, I just do business with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just for a few months take seriously the advices of the prophets once the late Allah Shushtari told the people that all the prophets have come to invite people to Tawheed to unity but I want you to become Mushrik I want you to become polytheist people were surprised what does this Alim say he says, I am asking you to be mushrik. I am asking you to be polytheist. They were surprised. Then he explained. He says, The prophets have asked people for unity, for tawheed. Because people were associating partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But now I see that there is no place for Allah in your life, in your heart. So at least I ask you please, Remember Allah partly. Please work for Allah partly. Please dedicate part of your energy to Allah. Let us try this for at least few months to listen to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purely. And then if you don't feel any difference, if you don't start enjoying, then change your mind. But give it a serious trial and for sure, I know that, uh, aware that you have all tried this and you are, alhamdulillah, committed to this. But I am telling to myself, the time is unfortunately over. It is very difficult to say goodbye to you, but we have to stop here. 
there is another question that it is the final question why does good need to uh, sorry why does God need to judge when he already knows how each person has acted and the answer is that this is not because Allah is in need of asking us this is a kind of official questioning and answering otherwise everyone even by his faith is known to be good or bad people by being in the state of darkness or light are known to be good or bad this questioning and answering is something official and formal and this is to give us extra care when you remember that you would be asked about every single thing that you have done or thought or even intentions that you know were harmful and were you know poisonous then you become more careful especially if you know that this question and answer may be done in the presence of other and the knowledge of other so you become very careful you know some of the of course intentions which are bad may be forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but some of the intentions are put into practice and they create you know very disastrous you know situation let me uh, stop here alhamdulillah we have answered to seven questions there is one more question but unfortunately the time is over inshallah please remind me of this question for the next session